You have so many more notes than I have. You have none. <laughs> so. By more, I mean all the yeah. notes. I'm more like, I'm the pretty face that shows I'm a up. laid back note guy. You're a note, you're the note guy. Yeah. It's hard to be the pretty face on radio. It's true, especially with that sock in your hair on. <laughs> you know what? Shut it up. Welcome to another Master of Fun podcast. It's going to be good. Yeah. I uh, appreciate that you know what it's called now. Yeah, I keep forgetting the name of it. Well, I've, if someone asks, I will know in the moment of intros. Freeze I forget. up. Freeze up. Fair enough. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's in speaking, like when at speaking events, when I freeze up. Uh huh. Worst. Yeah. Zone out. Zone out. Um, in the future, we're going to do things called the uh, Oprah's favorite things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys have ever seen Oprah, she like... Everyone I, in on Earth has seen <laughs> the ever, Oprah. If you've ever heard of Oprah, yeah. <laughs> she's trending, cutting edge new stuff out right. here. You she's heard new it on first. the scene. <laughs> yeah, no, she did like... She would do this episode... Around Christmas time, it was called Oprah's Favorite Things, mm-hmm. and everything she that was her favorite, everybody in the audience would get. So you would want, you wouldn't know when it was coming. You just were hoping it was yes. the Oprah's Favorite Things. Yes, all of a sudden it would be like, it's Oprah's Favorite Things! Yeah. So you get a car, you get a car. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was awesome, and I always wanted to be on, I wanted to be on it. And, right. And so I thought it would be fun if we did a segment of Oprah's Favorite Things. But it's it would our be favorite our things. favorite things. But we call it Oprah's Favorite Things. Naturally. To get traffic. <laughs> yeah. Because people are going to be like, what? They had Oprah <laughs> on the Master yeah. of Fun podcast? Wow. So, so and we're then, tricking them? Yeah. That's just Base, yeah, that's Your basic de- deceptive techniques. Yeah. One of the favorite things I know that recently we were trying was orange vanilla Coke. Yeah, I'm not proud of that, but yes. No, I didn't, uh, to be honest, I didn't love it. Your kids were going wild because it was on like all the March Madness commercials. <laughs> yeah. And well, in part, like we don't buy soda, like they don't drink. Yeah. That's just not something that happens. And so for them, they're like, oh, carbonated, yeah. high fructose corn syrup. Absolutely. And London loved those commercials. So yes. we had to just yeah lean into it a little bit. Yeah. Just pop culture. If you don't let them have screen time, you should at least let them have high fructose corn syrup. Right. It so. offsets it. Yeah, um, one or the other. You, however, thought well, at one point that uh, you were eating a salad. Yeah, always. And every day. Yep. And you had an orange vanilla Coke with it, and you said that the salad uh, nutrients were canceled because you ate, had the orange vanilla Coke with it. True. Fact. But it's not, I don't think that's true. Uh, it's definitely like, true. It, so it was salad deleted nutrients. Yeah. The nutrients, yeah. The nutrients gone because you can use uh, Coca Cola to yeah. clean a car engine. So anything you ingest, if there's Coca Cola ah. behind it, Eats it. It's deleted. <laughs> it eats it. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't eat the salad. The orange vanilla Coke ate the salad. Right. I get no benefits, but okay. I do then eat the soda. So it's deleted and also worse. So it's negated. 
So it's worse to eat a set. So you might as well just eat terribly anyways, like have a Big Mac. Well, Big Mac might be Coke? better. Okay. Yeah, because oh. then you can eat it for free because the Coke also eats it. <laughs> okay. So so the Coke is, then maybe that's a diet. That's a diet. Yeah. The Coke <laughs> diet where you can eat whatever you want. This just in. You can eat whatever you want as long as you have so orange you, vanilla Coke. As long as you chase it with a Coke. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm wrong about this because I think this is how most Americans eat and it's not working out well for us. Right. As a nation. So I'm going to say it's a bad idea. Yeah, that's a bad idea. But I do know for sure my salad got eaten. Okay. And I think you in, had those nutrients, you know, in your body from the salad. I'm I'm going to stick with that. I don't know. This is why I don't drink soda. I just want okay. the salad to go right into all of my my organs or whatever happens to salad. Okay. Science isn't really my strength. <laughs> well, I think I've established that. But. Math and science aren't our strengths on this show. No. Uh, well, good. That's enough about salads. Uh, last week we, (laughs) you gave us some tips about, we got into phone time and, uh, just some parenting things. And I know this week you wanted to talk about some of the more, uh, like actual discipline steps. If people are listening, they have kids, are about to have kids, someday want to have kids. Or just have kids in your life that you love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have kids, but I feel like I have 10 of them because I have 10 nieces and nephews, yeah. uh, between my siblings. So, um, what you are, have, you have more than that, more than 10. Yeah. Oh, nope. I don't think so. No, it's <laughs> 10 is true that that math I can do. I can, I can count a batch of I was, humans. I was adding me in there to that <laughs> number. I'm like, That's we're something saying. psychological that you said. Feel you, you're like, still I, back in your childhood, or aren't I one of your babies, yeah, Uncle even Jonathan? I, right, one of my nieces. <laughs> I don't know who were the parents. I don't know. You know what's funny about that is actually I consider you a son of mine. Yeah, your newborn so son. Weird. Yeah, you're in my phone as um, Jonathan, my newborn son. <laughs> but if I here's the best, yeah, you're my niece. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also your niece. When I ask Siri to call. Jonathan, mm-hmm. it'll say, calling Jonathan, my newborn son. Wow. A baby emoji with light skin. <laughs> it says baby yeah, emoji here, with light I, skin. He, ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. This is going to happen live. Call Jonathan, my newborn son. Which Jonathan? Oh. Calling Jonathan, my newborn son, baby with light skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I'm going to have to put my friends as just emojis so that she can describe them. Yeah. Calling Call unicorn it. with poop emoji. Poop, yeah. Water splash. That's great. Yeah. There's your tech tip for the day. There's your tech tip. Um, I also have my friend Melissa in there as Melissa is the funnest. So when I say call Melissa is the funnest, it'll say, Calling Melissa is the funnest. It's a constant reminder. Yeah, that she's the, she funnest. Is the funnest. Calling she's Melissa great. is the funnest. Um, okay, so some discipline steps. So I don't know where you want to start with this because I'm sure there's so many and so many different facets that you could go into. Well, you know, we were talking about like screen time, and I kind of had this moment of awareness where I'm like, well, they're, the older two are pretty solid. Yeah. So before you get into all those teen things, it's really like, well, how did they get to the point where they're pretty teachable and 
solid kids. And so I'm like, right. well, we could start back when they're younger. Yeah. And how do we get them there? And Absolutely. Yeah. So someone who has, you have five kids of your own. How has it changed as you've had more kids? Uh, you mentioned before that it kind of, there's, you know, there's no one step solution, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a mom or dad is asking, what are some of your top steps that you've seen work for mm-hmm. parenting across your five kids across the board? Yeah. 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 I really, I think, so one of our kids has uh, something called reactive attachment disorder, mm-hmm. which is super challenging. And it has forced, it's forced us to rethink parenting of all of our kids, like even our neurotypical kids, mm-hmm. respond really well to some of these more uh, therapeutic strategies. And so I would say the thing that I would say is most universally like able to be applied to each child is um, these sort of steps of repair after there's been some sort of offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Let's say um, one of our kids is, I don't know, just being disrespectful or rude or right. takes something that doesn't belong to them, whatever. There's been some sort of infraction. Yeah. We have our kids from a very young age follow these, like this kind of conversational process. So the first thing they would say is, this is what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, this is why it's wrong. And then the third thing is, this is what I'm going to do differently next time. And if you have a child who, like, historically will not do the right thing next time, like, right. if they're disordered, like, if they have some sort of disorder and struggle to uh, do the right thing, then you don't want them being dishonest. So we don't actually make them apologize. If they apologize independently, that's good. Mm-hmm. But they say, "What? this is what I did wrong. This is why it's wrong. Even right. if you're not sorry, you should know those two things. Then the third thing is this is what I'm going to do differently next time. If they're not sorry, they may not do something differently next time. So I have them say, uh, this is what I should do differently next time because mm. that's still true. And then the last thing is, um, will you forgive me? Mm. Um, what? And then what What can I do to make you feel better? So right. that, those, that's, I think that's five steps, right? Yes. This is what I did wrong. This is why it's wrong. This is what I'm going to do differently next time. Will you forgive me? How can I make you feel better? Or how can I repair the relationship or rebuild trust? Mm-hmm. So, and then I answer that last question really honestly. We always forgive, always. Um, but I don't feel better necessarily. So there's like the repair. So there's that, will you forgive me? Is the judicial forgiveness, right? Like right. in the Bible, we have to forgive other people because... God forgives us. So just always the answer is, yes, I forgive you. But the relational forgiveness that comes with repair. Mm -hmm. And so that last step is, what can I do to make you feel better? I answer that real honestly. And what's nice is I legitimately feel better (laughs) when somebody is trying to make me feel better. Right. So I say things that actually would make me feel better. And some, most of the time I just say, you know what, like just a hug makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you just being sorry and giving me a hug, that makes me feel better. Right, right. And so... That's sort of uh, what we do with with the kids. But what's nice is we've seen them use that with each other. Mm. And so let's say one of my kids um, takes something from another kid and it's upsetting, of course. And so they have to say, like, what I did wrong was take your thing. Um, it's wrong because that's stealing and that's it's not okay because it wasn't didn't belong to me. What I'm going to do differently next time is I'm going to ask before I take this. And then, will you forgive me? 
And then how can I make you feel better? And the other kid can say like, well, I feel awful. And so what would make me feel better is if you um, like make my bed for me for the rest of the week or mm. if you help me clean my room up next time I have to clean my room. Right. And so they are working together to rebuild and repair the relationship and they genuinely feel better. Mm. So like, you know, with disorders, there's a, like a lot of kind of chaos in the house at times. And right. my kids don't generally hate my son, <laughs> yeah. which is really nice. And, yeah. and I think in part it's because he's legitimately making repairs. Mm. So if he's taken something or he's hurt them in some way and then he has to like clean their room for a month, they're like, right. I'm over it. Go ahead. Break this thing. Sure. Now I feel better because I didn't have to clean my room all month. <laughs> so, so it does really keep their sibling relationships intact and healthy. And I think too, how if we were as adults, if can you imagine just like – Going into your boss and being like, hey, I have been showing up to work late. Like, that's not okay. I realize that's wrong because, like, I'm on your – I've made a commitment to be here at a certain time. Right. I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me and, like, tell me how I can kind of make that Everything open out in the – yeah. Yeah, just taking total responsibility and then saying, hey, I realize, like, I've damaged your trust here. Right. What can I do to repair that? Right. Um, it feels a little kind of, I don't know, clunky and formal – but if you but if also you do freeing. that, yeah, and people are so receptive, and most of the time people will be like, you don't have to do anything, maybe feel yeah, better. Yeah. It's like, but I want to, you know, right? But so that's how you teach kids empathy, and mm. kids that don't innately have empathy because they have been ex- traumatized in foster care or early adoption stuff. If that if that's kind of comp- compromise a child's ability to feel empathy mm-hmm. in a typical way, that's the only way you can really teach empathy is you create a little bit of tension for a child where they say, where you kind of say, I don't feel good about our relationship. And so you're not going to feel better until you make me feel better. Right. And then we both feel good. Mm. And then they're like, okay, I feel good when other people feel good. Mm. That's how you kind of develop empathy in kids. That's great. Yeah. Do you find that now with kids seeing, oh, if someone does something wrong to me, I don't have to clean my room all week or they're going to give me all their can whatever it is. Right. Um, now, I could see where tattling to get the best of it could Ooh. be <laughs> a, a weapon, a defensive weapon to get things. Have <laughs> You guys have a tattle tax. We do, yeah. Well, Go there's into two, that. There's two layers to that. So first of all, People, we we've found that kids, the kids who are harshest with their penalties, when they say, "Well, this is what will make me feel better," and if they come down with heavy judgments, right, they're more likely to be judged heavily by the other kids when they've okay. done something wrong. Sure. So they're much quicker to do the "just a hug will make me feel better," or what would make me feel better is if you play with me outside for a while. Mm-hmm. They they are choosing more gracious and more relational consequences give me all your things yes because they will get that coming back to them just as much (laughs) right which is really like that's kind of like life right the more gracious we are with other people the more gracious they are with us absolutely so that's a great lesson for them to learn early Hmm. so i think they're softened in their kind of approach towards others because they don't we we want we don't want to be judged harshly sure. so we're the when we're gentle people are gentle with us so, so that's been how does the tattle tax play in yeah so the tattle so this i have to give your brother credit for this because uh-huh. this was his development but he's great with that uh basically like 
tattling got out of hand. It just was to the point where I, w- I wanted to just move out. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm all done with the tattling. And, yeah, and one more tattle, I'm grabbing the keys. Yeah, and this was like, uh, I want to say last summer, like the beginning of last summer, I think it was. He lost his mind and could not take the tattling anymore. Yeah. And so he developed a tax system. Okay. Where, so we call it the tattle tax. And it's super effective. If you implement it consistently, it is so effective. Mm-hmm. And basically, when there is um, an infraction, like a, an issue between the children, yep. uh, we expect them to manage it themselves like human people. Um, but they're children, so of course they need support. Mm-hmm. So if they need to tattle, that is fine. That's their right um, as citizens of our home. <laughs> right, right. They can need support. But um, citizens are required to pay taxes. Mm. And if they need government support, uh-huh. then there there's something expected. And, Caesar's and, coming down on you. Yes. Yep. Render unto Caesar what, yes. what belongs to Caesar. So what we do is we say it's reasonable to need help. If you really need help working out a problem right. for the for you know a tariff, <laughs> yep. Once you've paid your taxes, we will help you sort through this problem. So the tax is usually one chore completed together mm. between all involved parties. So if you are, uh, even if you feel like you're this innocent victim, and the other person comes to tattle, you you still have to do the chore too. Right. And so they work. They do the chore together. And then want that that tax has been thoroughly collected. Yeah. Then I will provide mediation services, <laughs> and right, so right. I help them work through their problem. And I get I can tell you what my tattle has the tattle tally has gone way down. Okay. And it worked. so yeah, it definitely the townspeople have mm-hmm. settled. Yeah, because I'll tell you what they've gotten a lot better at either working through things on their own. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to do the chore, right? Or letting it go, yeah. And and really, like we we need to get better. I mean, kids. We want to create kids who are able to negotiate and work through problems, yeah. Um, or just know when to drop it and mm. be like, "This isn't going to work for me. This That's isn't going to work for yeah." And like sometimes I'm like, oh, "Are we are we teaching them just to avoid problems because we don't want to deal with them?" And I'm like, you know what? That's a life skill. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we do need to learn how to like just be like, I'm not going to engage here. It's not worth it. Right. I just need right. to forgive this person and let it go. And so that's, I think, a life skill plus learning to work through things on their own and learning when you really do need help. Mm-hmm. And so not just to dump your grievances on someone. That's not helpful. Yeah. But including knowing when to include someone who's actually going to be part of the solution I think is like a good life skill. Absolutely. So yeah, so we do tattle taxes, and uh, yeah, so I think that when citizen responsible citizens pay their taxes, like certain services should be provided. Sure. So we provide mediation services. That's great. Paved roads and new libraries. Yeah, food, shelter, warmth, yeah. love. Tell me about uh, the <laughs> ever loved time of putting your kids to bed. The difficulties, it seems like that's one of the worst things ever that I hear uh, parents that have kids. It's like the dreaded time of night that lasts all night. Right, yeah. What what are some of the things that you've dealt with and ways you've overcome solutions you've tried? Yeah, sure. What's responded with your your townspeople? Yeah, well, I think think the biggest... 
issue for people is when their kids won't stay in bed and mm-hmm. they keep coming out. And we didn't, I, don't, I, I didn't deal with a lot of that because like there was just not a lot. Of, we didn't tolerate a lot of that. Right. Um, so like starting an earlier bed bedtime routine. Also, I, I'm big on early bedtimes. Early like, what are we talking? Like four, right after school. Yeah, they just tuck lunch, them right in. get ready for your bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wake them up at seven, mm-hmm. give them a little dinner, and then do talk your them. homework. Yeah, <laughs> no, they don't do homework; they just go to bed. Oh, okay. No, I, I, so like people think we're crazy, but I, m- my kids were in bed by seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Up until like up to how old? I don't want to say because it might embarrass my teenagers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They, in, I mean. Yeah, like definitely sixth grade through yeah. sixth grade. <laughs> well, to, do, to be fair, crazy. like Marley and Annalie, we were just hanging out the other week, like watching all the March Madness. Yeah, sure. And well, yeah, but Aunt, like they're in eighth, okay, not seventh grade. Yeah, right. se- like seven, middle school, they're not going to bed sure. at 730. But I'll tell you what, my kids have responded really well to going to bed early. They're, they wake up rested. Yeah. And they're much in their good moods. Now, nobody... You, it's hard to implement in seventh grade. You have to start that when they're little. Yeah. So if you have little kids, I recommend early bedtimes. Mm-hmm. They are not getting up earlier and they're not sleeping in later if you put them down at midnight. They're still getting up at six o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever time they wake up. Yeah. That's when they're getting up. And I just needed adult time. And I kept saying, look, you guys don't have to go to sleep, mm-hmm. but you do have to rest. Right. And so, like, we so kind could of they made... read a book or something up there? Nope. Or <laughs> what are they doing if they're they just, not sleeping? They're sleeping. Oh, That's okay. the thing. I tell them you don't have to go to sleep, but they will go to sleep. Kids yeah. are tired. Okay. And they do really need a lot of sleep, especially as they get a little bit closer to teenager world. Right. And they end up just going to bed late and sleeping till one or whatever, yeah, but that's which the is classic. fine. Yeah. But like when they're little, mm-hmm. you go to bed early. So I think push for earlier bedtimes. I don't want like starting battles with kids if not if it's right. not necessary. So instead of saying go upstairs and brush your teeth right away and then we'll read a book, I would say, okay, go upstairs and get ready. And if you want to read a book, you can let me know that by getting into your bed right away and then we can read a book. Okay. In and then if when they're not doing the thing they should do, like prepare for that instead of being like, I told you to read I told you to brush your teeth and so now we can't read a book. Mm-hmm. None of that. Just say, thanks for letting me know that you weren't really interested in reading a book tonight. Mm -hmm. And then you very calmly put them in bed. And then what happens is they're going to rage. And that's fine with me. Right. Because you've got all night to rage because I am done. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm done. I'm I'm clocked out. And you can rage in here. And it's 730, so you could rage for two whole hours. And you're still getting more sleep than your peers. (laughs) What what happens if they escape? (laughs) Like, what if they come out of their room and are crying and right it go, what it happens when it goes there yeah so if they when if if they ever did that i would just kind of calmly carry them back upstairs and say i mean when if i'm provided they're little enough to be carried and you just kind of talk through like okay you got out of your bed which is something you're not supposed to do mm-hmm. so i'm going to put you back in bed i expect you to stay there and in the morning you can come out and, right and that's when we will have this discussion mm-hmm. so very calm brief conversation putting him back in bed if they come out a second time toast no yeah you toast them mm-hmm. no like very little engagement like i would not have a discussion you'd say it's time for bed mm-hmm. and you just calmly bring them upstairs but firm yeah and you put them right back in bed and if they come out a third time you don't say 
a single word. Sure. You just bring them up there and put them in bed. And if they come out again, I, I would start giving consequences. Yeah. I would say... Removed privileges. Yeah. Like, now you've lost a privilege. Uh-huh. And so whatever is appropriate for that infraction or whatever... Right. So it should be proportionate to the offense, but I would definitely give consequences. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. A lot of good practical things. Practical. Practical. <laughs> Love it. Um, this has been helpful, I'm sure, for a lot of people. And uh, we're going to keep on, you know, parenting conversations and I'm sure get more into uh, adoption and things like that, you know, that you have two adopted kids yourself. In the coming weeks. Um, yeah. So Sounds good. sit tight. Come back. We'll uh, see you next week. Okay, 7.30. I got to go to bed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's bedtime. <laughs> All right. See, Lara's got to go. <laughs> Bye. Bye.